0: Crime Alert, I'm Nancy Grace. Breaking crime news now. Colorado firefighters called to a car fire, but Anthony De Julio won't let them near it. Police are called. They learned De Julio set the car on fire for no apparent reason. De Julio's cuffed and firefighters set to putting out the blaze.
1: Nancy, all this in the middle of the night, with firefighters responding to the initial call at 1.34 a.m. It's not clear if the car belonged to De Julio, but it was parked near an apartment building, and firefighters were concerned about the fire spreading. De Julio put himself between the firefighters and the car, meaning they could not spray without the risk of injuring De Julio.
0: De Julio now charged with arson and obstruction. Tennessee cops spot Keenan Murphy, who has several active warrants. When the blue lights flip on, Murphy leads cops on a wild chase, eventually popping his tires. Murphy abandons his SUV and runs into the woods. When cops catch up with Murphy, he's 30 feet up a tree. Murphy, 35, eventually comes down and he's booked on eight existing warrants and additional charges of evading and reckless driving. More crime and justice news after this. Now with the latest crime and justice breaking news, Crime Online's John Limley.
2: We begin in the French Alps where a man with a knife has wounded four small children, at least one of whom was in a stroller while onlookers yelled for help. Authorities say two adults and two children, aged between 22 months and three years old, were also hurt. The attack's ferocity and the helplessness of the young victims horrified France and garnered criticism from around the world. Police seized a suspect in connection with the incident in Annecy, who they identified as a 31-year-old Syrian. Because Sweden had previously awarded him permanent residency and refugee status a decade earlier, this according to French authorities, he had lately been denied asylum in France. Witnesses describe the terrifying scenes as the man prowled the park, stalking victims and ambushing them with his blade. Although the man's motives are unclear, the main prosecutor claims the attack did not seem to be connected to terrorism. The prosecution says that the man was carrying a folding knife. Back in this country now, as a man accused of taking part in a plan to kidnap Michigan's governor, has now pleaded guilty. With more, here's Sidney Sumner with Crime Online.
1: Wednesday's plea by Sean Fix means that nine anti-government rebels have now been found guilty in the 2020 plot to abduct Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Fix claims to have contributed materially to a terrorist act, specifically the plan to seize Governor Whitmer at her vacation home in Antrim County. Prosecutors have agreed to remove a charge of using a weapon. The prosecution says that Fix trained with the Wolverine Watchmen, a militia for, quote, politically motivated violence, and that at a five-hour meeting he conducted at his Belleville, Michigan home, there was extensive discussion about kidnapping Whitmer. 40-year-old Fix has admitted that he assisted the plot's mastermind, Adam Fox, in determining the exact location of Whitmer's residence. Crucial details used in a 2020 reconnaissance trip to locate the house in northern Michigan.
2: Fix appeared in court as one of the five suspects in that round of the investigation. Three further men will go on trial in August after a co-defendant entered a guilty plea to a lesser crime in March. In legislation now signed by Missouri's governor, transgender teens and some adults may soon be prohibited from participating in some school sports teams, receiving hormones, gender-affirming operations, and puberty blockers. Starting August 28th, medical professionals in Missouri won't be able to recommend those gender-affirming medications to teens and young children. According to the law, the majority of adults will still have access to transgender health care, but Medicaid won't pay for it. According to state law, prison inmates in the state are required to pay out-of-pocket for gender-affirming operations, this according to a spokesperson for the governor. Governor Mike Parson referred to gender-affirming surgery, hormones, and medications that prevent puberty as, quote, harmful, irreversible treatments and procedures for minors. Overseas again in South Korea, as that country's Truth and Reconciliation Commission has announced that it'll look into 237 more cases of South Korean adoptees who believe their family histories were changed to enable adoptions in the United States and Europe. Once again, Crime Online, Sydney Sumner.
1: The latest cases in the Commission's expanded investigation of South Korea's foreign adoption boom involve children adopted between the years 1960 and 1990. These include adoptees placed in 11 different countries, including the United States, Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. In order to have their cases investigated, more than 370 adoptees from Europe, North America, and Australia submitted petitions last year. When the commission announced in December that it would look into the first 34 cases, it claimed that many adoptees who had been brought to the West had altered documents falsely depicting them as orphans or fictitious identities created by using the details of a third party.
2: The commission's prospective findings may open the door for adoptees to file lawsuits against organizations or the government. This would normally be challenging because South Korean civil courts place the full burden of proof on plaintiffs who frequently lack knowledge and resources.
0: Jonathan Giorgiani stays with his girlfriend in Houston a few weeks after New Year's and tells her he's heading out to meet friends. Giorgiani never comes back. Calls to the temporary flip phone the 19-year-old was using after breaking his own go unanswered. Giorgiani's mother says he was not taking his meds for bipolar disorder at the time he disappeared, but even so, it's way out of character for him to be out of touch with his own family. Giorgiani, now missing two years. If you have info on 19-year-old Jonathan Giorgiani, please call Houston PD, 832-394-1840. For the latest crime and justice news, go to CrimeOnline.com. With this Crime Alert, I'm Nancy Grace.